0: Welcome to You, Me and the Counselling World, the podcast dedicated to student counsellors and their road to getting qualified and beyond. Today it's episode 11 and I would like to talk to you all about how I personally prepare for clients the little rituals that I follow, and what I do to really help make a difference. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts and would like to leave a review, please do so. It would really help me out. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 11. I hope you're all doing really, really well. I thought today would be a really lovely opportunity for me to come on board and have a good talk to you about preparation for seeing clients, because I think that the preparation is really important and it's key because it helps you to get into a place where you feel able to see clients and you feel able to be self-aware, to put your own stuff to one side. I think it's really crucial. I think it's actually a really nice topic because it links beautifully into areas such as self-care and making sure that you're providing what you need for yourself to be kind of at the optimum, I guess. And I guess it stands the reason that if you sort of rush from, I don't know, rush from your day job, so to speak, rush over to see clients if you're on placement and not take any time to sort of check in with yourself and to check in with your space and your surroundings. I guess that can be really difficult because I think that it's just and it was such an important part of the process is You allowing that time and really sort of holding your client in mind for a little while. So there's lots of things that I do that have changed over the years. When I first began and I was on placement, I did a lot more of these rituals than I do now. So I thought is what I would do today is talk to you about what I used to do on placement and some of the things that I came up against when I was on placement and how that has changed over the years and how I found myself preparing in a slightly different way for clients. So I hope that's something that you think will be useful for you all. Um, if it is, then please keep listening. Thank you so much to everybody that has, you know, been so kind on social media. It's been so helpful and to hear your comments and your messages and to see that you're all connecting so well with the podcast just feels great. It's really, really helpful. Um, and it gives me a little boost every time. So thank you for those of you that have done that. If you would like to leave a review, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do, whether it's on Apple or on any of the platforms that you use to listen. It just helps me so much. It helps push things out and it really helps from a morale point of view. It's just so helpful. So thank you so much to everybody that has done that already. Anyway, on to the topic in hand, let's have a think about preparation. So if I think back to my old placement days, at that time I was working in another job in the daytime and I was seeing clients of an evening time. So Sometimes I might come straight from work, other times I might have gone home for a very short time and then gone back out into my placement and arrived and the place that I used to practice in was sort of a a multifunctional space it was for counsellors to use they were beautiful kind of counselling rooms actually I was really lucky with everything that I had there but it wasn't mine it wasn't my own space you know we all had to sort of share and I had to always had to make sure I booked the room and all of those sorts of things. So sometimes I'd turn up and there was somebody still working in the room. That would be pretty stressful. You know, they might have overrun a bit or not noticed that I had a booking on the planner. (laughs) And I'd be sort of hovering around outside the door trying to work out whether there's anybody in there or whether someone's just shut the door and not wanting to go barging in on anybody's session. So that was a real kind of, for me, that was something that used to really get to me on placement. It used to really bother me and I used to be concerned about that on my drive there of thinking oh I hope the room's available I hope there's nobody in there and all of those sorts of things would come up for me. So that was something that I was really aware of um, and then if the room was available all being well I generally would always move things around a little bit. I like clients to be sat kind of at an optimal space for me uh, not too close and not too far away. And sometimes the chairs would be positioned in a way that it didn't feel quite right for me, but I would often shuffle chairs around a bit. Um, and I still do that now to, to some extent. I, I still have a sort of an optimal space that I like to allow w- between myself and clients. So I would always do that and I would always position myself so that I was closest to the door because I was always taught that that's the best thing to do from a safety aspect to be available so that you're closest to the door in case something should happen. Um And I have to say, in all of the years that I've done this, touch wood, I've never felt unsafe enough to have to head for the door. So for any of you listening that are starting to panic, um it, for me personally, it's never been an issue. But I was always taught, you know, sit closest to the door. I would position the space and I would position the room in a way that felt comfortable. Another thing that was an absolute must for me was always to be able to see a clock. Um, so sometimes in those particular rooms, the clocks would be missing, or sometimes they wouldn't have batteries in them. So I actually got to a habit of taking my own kind of like travel clock that I keep in my handbag, you know, you go get your car keys, your, your purse, and then you, you've got to find your travel clock. <laughs> so that was sometimes something that I would do, because then I knew whatever room I was going to be in, there would be a clock that I could use, because... When you're just starting out, I think it's really difficult to gauge an hour, isn't it? <laughs> you know, and you don't want to be overrunning continually or, or cutting the client short um, before their time, so to speak. So I got really used to making sure that I had a clock with me always making sure there was things like tissues available for the clients. So once I'd sort of set up my space and set up my environment, um, I'd usually get the clients a glass of water and myself a glass of water and just pop that in a place that, you know, is reachable for both of us. Always making sure that when I start work with a client, I would close the door securely behind Um a, so that people knew that we were in the room working and B, obviously for confidentiality to make sure that it was, it was as confidential as it could be. It's what I would also find myself doing that, that I think was kind of pivotal was to make sure that I would have a look at any client notes that I've written from the previous session. If it was my very first session with a client and they were new, I would always take the, the um, opportunity to either look through anything that the placement had given me in terms of, of anything about the client. Um, but generally, I, I wouldn't get a lot of information f- about them, and I actually really like that. Usually, it would be, you know, their name and phone number, um, and maybe their availability. And I really liked not having much information about them. I would always love a look and see if there's any emails that they might have sent me before the session, just to see if I can get any sort of background that they of things they might have told me or things they might have asked or requested. And for me, it was this process of either looking through stuff about them or reading notes about them that I'd re- previously written. That sort of took me out of my stuff and take me into their world a little bit, so into put sort of putting me a bit more in in line with them. And it was sort of part of this process that I was able to park some of what I might have been thinking about for in my own life, sort of get into the zone as the only way I can describe it. It would help me to get into that zone. So I would take a good ten minutes or so to just you know flick through notes just sit and think about the client, but really carefully not planning anything. You know, it's really easy to start thinking, oh yeah, they said that last time and I must try and ask them about that. Or, oh yeah, they said that, you know, three weeks ago and and I I still haven't asked them about that again. I think that we can't plan in that way. We can't take clients back like that. But it's what we can do is clock those crucial bits from our notes and think, actually... That, that reminds me of something they said last time or, oh, yeah, that, that feels like that could be really relevant. So it's about trying not to plan, trying not to come up with anything in particular, but just being able to say, actually, I'm in their shoes with them, so to speak. <laughs> so for me, it would just really help to ground me. And I still do that to this day. I always take time just to have a quick flick through of my extremely brief notes. I very rarely write I write very little in terms of notes these days. But when I was first starting out, I'd write a lot more notes, a lot more in depth, because I was so scared I was going to forget something crucial. So I would write a lot and try and cover myself a lot. (laughs) So I I I stopped doing that, and I I don't need to do that anymore. There's nothing wrong in, in writing lots of notes if it's helpful to you. I just used to find that for me personally, it was a little bit of a chore, and it wasn't something that I found particularly useful So now I write down, you know, a few lines of something that's really key. But back in the placement days, I wrote a lot of notes and I think that that is the right thing to do. It feels right that you have enough background of the client. So after I'd read the notes through, I would generally sort of get my diary out and have a look and have a think about if I was going to book them in again, when I might like to book them in for any particular days or times when I might not be available so that I can remember to mention that to them. And in doing this, I think, again, it just took me out of my stuff and much more into the room and much more available to accept the client coming into the space. And then for me, I would always just sit and I don't do this as much now as I used to. And I think maybe I want I think I'll go back to doing it. I would just sit and, you know, not necessarily think about anything, but Just sit and be, and maybe look out the window or watch the clock, or sometimes read. Sometimes I would just sit and have a little flick through a book or Therapy Today or something like that. Those magazines were always everywhere in the placement that I was in. (laughs) So Therapy Today was readily available, and you know, you could flick through it and have a look at what the BACP have to say for themselves that month. So I would do that sometimes, and I'd always have one eye out looking for the client that might walk up the drive. Um, and I generally would go meet the clients, so I would meet them, I'd go out to the front door and meet them when they arrived and then take them into the room. So again, that was part of my ritual with them. Um, it was part of inviting them into the space. And I think essentially it's about making time, making time to put your stuff to one side and focus in on them for a bit. And I think that the transition is really, really crucial to get that transition in place. Again, I think that it's something which I've learned in time to do quicker. I don't need as long, um, anymore, but there's nothing wrong in having a decent amount of time. I would definitely say a good 10 minutes at absolute outside for preparing for a client and making sure that you don't book them too close together. You know, if you are seeing more than one client. Wow, you know, so many people that I hear in supervision say, oh, yeah, I just allow myself like a 10 minute gap. And that's all very well and good, so long as everybody is on time and you're not overrunning. But if you get to a situation where you are overrunning, or the client is a bit late, or they are talking about something crucial right at the end of the session... It doesn't allow a lot of time for you to go and, you know, prepare for your next client and change the water over and maybe go make yourself a drink and to sit down and begin the ritual again. It doesn't allow very much time. So I think that I think optimal is a good half an hour between clients. I, that, that's my personal favourite amount of time. But I know that that's not doable for everybody. So it will come down to personal choice. But I don't think, personally, don't think that ten minutes is enough. You know, it's about having a good enough amount of time to just sit and be and be ready for the client. I guess it comes back to also needing to write notes. Of course, you know, it's ideally you write the notes when the client's left before you see your next client, because that's part of the process. I think of letting go of the the client that you just saw. And moving into the world of the next client you're about to see. So you would write the notes of the previous client. And I think through writing the notes, I use that as my personal kind of way of closing them off in my mind. So that I can open my mind again for the new client that's about to come in. Hope that makes sense. It's about making sure that you've cleared your headspace, I suppose. You've cleared it and you're starting each client as fresh as you can. And I think that having a good amount of time for notes and having a drink and starting the ritual again is vitally important, especially at placement stage, because it is emotionally challenging, isn't it? And emotionally draining. So I think at placement stage is a really good idea to just have that time. And If you can have a good half an hour, I think that that's a brilliant, optimal amount of time. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about is not feeling distracted in any way so you know things like mobile phones and that even if they're on silent sometimes they light up don't they and things like that so making sure that you don't have that in a space where you can see it um, and things like smart watches you know if you're going to get notifications they could be quite distracting um, especially if somebody texts you something and it distracts you and you want to read what it says it can be really distracting. So making sure, I always make sure that my phone is either face down so I can't see it and it's on silent, or I turn it off and put it in my bag, making sure that it's there is not going to be interfering with your headspace. So that's something that I think is really important. And sometimes I wonder about clients, whether they're distracted by their own devices. And of course, if that's something that you're aware of when you're working with somebody, it's quite a challenging thing. But it's important maybe to talk about that with them and say, you know, I'm noticing that that you're distracted by your phone or by your, you know, by your smartwatch or whatever it might be. And can we make an agreement that this is your space? This is the space that the two of us share together and this is your time and I want you to get the best out of it. Something like that feels to me to be really real and genuine. So I think that it's again about having awareness and sharing that. So I I really like that as a concept in knowing that you don't have devices that are going to bother you and you're free, your headspace is free to be with the client. The other thing that I think is just so important is about having time to reflect. And often I would use the drive back on my placement, I'd use the drive home to just spend a few moments on reflecting on how I felt, how I feel now, how I felt when I was working with a client, anything that I might like to take to supervision, whether I'm looking forward to seeing the client again or whether I'm I'm feeling concerned about seeing them. And just using that space. Sometimes it's the drive home. If you don't have a a long drive home, then maybe, maybe go for a little walk around the block if that's something that you feel able to do afterwards. Or just simply sit in the room for a little bit longer after you've seen your last client. And just be aware of how you are, not necessarily in connection with every detail about the client, but just knowing how you're feeling. Am I drained? You know, am I feeling energized by them? Do I feel exhausted by them? And using that as clues, all of those things are clues for you to understand not only you, but to understand the client that you've just been working with. If they are a person that leaves you feeling very, very drained, what does that say about them? And what does that say about you? Because you can bet your bottom dollar that if you're feeling drained, then other people in their lives might also be left feeling that way by them. So it's just really good knowledge and good information, isn't it, to bear it in mind. I think so much of this is about self-care for counsellors and about being really kind to yourself. And if you can find a way that you're not rushing back from work to go straight to a placement or You're not rushing straight from a placement to go to work or vice versa, you know, about allowing yourself the space that you need to do this, because it's not an easy job. Counselling people is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. And I think that we need sometimes to have kindness towards ourselves and to really be kind and say, my gosh, you know, well done. Pat yourself on the back for the things that you've done well. Don't beat yourself up for the things that didn't go so well. Focus on the things that did go well and say to yourself well done you know well done for making this happen because everything that you're doing is you doing your best to be there and there's nothing better than that there's nothing more special and more valuable than that so treat yourself with that respect and dignity by allowing yourself space allowing yourself time And not over pushing yourself by cramming in too much without adequate gaps, without enough time to go and get a glass of water and a quick walk around the block if you need it. Be cautious with it, because that is really, really key. Um, Because I think that it's about looking after you, because if you don't look after you, you can't look after other people and you can't give to other people in the same way. I hope all of that was useful um it's quite a short topic today. I didn't feel as if this needed to be a very long episode, but it felt like it was so important to share that preparation and the preparation process. And when I reflect back on what it was like then compared to how I am now, there's so much within that that still stands. I still do those things. And I just think the difference being is I don't allow quite as much time as I did back then. But as I'm talking to you all about it now, I'm realising that actually it's absolutely key. And maybe I will begin to allow myself a little bit more time. Maybe I'll take a little bit of my own advice on this. But certainly for stepping out at the beginning of your road, I think that it's important to allow yourself time and space and be kind and not overbook yourself and overfill your diary. As much as you want to get those placement hours ticked off, you need to come out of this, the other side, feeling OK and feeling as if you've done your absolute best. So I hope all of that makes sense and it's helpful. And If any of you have any comments about this and or any, an, any other ideas of rituals that you like to do before you see a client, please come and see me. Come and follow me on Facebook. Oh, I just love that. I love chatting to you all. It just is so rewarding and I love hearing about what you've been up to and how things have been. I hope that you enjoyed and I hope you found it useful. I will really look forward to seeing you again soon. So take care of yourselves. Thank you for joining me today. It's great to have you here. If you would like to strike up a conversation, ask any questions or let me know about your own training, please do come and find me on Facebook. Details will be in the show notes. And don't forget to help me to reach more people by sharing this podcast. Have a great week. Looking forward to creating something new for next time. Bye-bye. Thank you